Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Like most creative and professional pursuits, critical opinions make podcasting better. But when your criticism inhibits the creative process, it limits the promise and the potential of podcasting. Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. I am a harsh critic. I have no poker face as well, so you can clearly tell or hear or see when it is I'm being critical. Well, that means, though, if I don't like a podcast, I'm probably not holding back my opinion. Or if I don't like a part of the podcasting process, or if I don't like someone's opinion about the way they do podcasting, I'm likely not to hold back my opinion. But I'm trying to be better. And specifically, I'm trying to be less critical, more often. And that's an interesting phrase, and clearly, the entire topic I'm going to talk about today. Less critical, more often. That doesn't mean be happy all the time. That doesn't mean never be critical. Those two things have to go hand in hand. Less critical, reduce that, and do that more often. So it's not just about turning down your criticism forever. You're not going to do that. But being less critical more often in public. Now, there's lots of ways I think we can approach this from a podcaster and a podcaster self-help specifically um, position. And, and I'm going to use me as a big example here because, you know, maybe some of you out there can relate to this. Maybe you are, are similar uh, mindset as mine and clearly you listen to the show. So, you know, you must be to something. Um, but it's hard for me really to listen to podcasts for enjoyment. And it has been for a very long time. I'm kind of envious of people who can just listen to podcasts for pure enjoyment uh, all the time. Yeah, certainly I do, but not a lot of that. I, I oftentimes, when I am listening to a podcast, I will have a complaint, oftentimes vocalized about the format of the show, maybe the sound quality, the length. I just go into analysis mode. Partly that's because I've been doing this for so long, partly because it's my job. My only job is making podcasts, and it's probably also my personality, because I am a bit critical by nature, and I'll talk about that in just a moment. But again, I'm trying to be less of that more often. So my new approach when it comes to podcasts specifically that I'm listening to, when I'm just listening to them for enjoyment processes, is pretty simple. I'm only listening to podcasts that I enjoy. Now, that doesn't mean I'm limiting my podcast listening, but that means if there's things I'm not enjoying, I don't listen to those. And I go seek out more content that I do enjoy so that I can be less critical more often. It's simply focusing on 
things that I like. Now, this loud inner critic of mine is part of the reason why I've been a lot less active on every social media platform over the last few months. You can blame it on COVID. You can blame it on politics. We could, I suppose, blame it on my inclination to be snarky all the time. But you'll notice my activity socially has dropped significantly. And what's my new approach to that? How am I fixing that? Eh, I'll let you know. <laughs> I don't really have a good solution other than the way I can be less critical more often, even about podcasting in social media, is just simply to be on social media less often because it's hard for me to do that right now. But I am, I am working on it. That tendency to be critical all the time makes me a terrible beta reader, which I suppose goes into the beta listening of podcasting as well. I don't, don't, don't send me your beta copies. I, I need it to be polished because I, turns out I have zero patience for boring content. Things that don't grab me and keep me entertained and engaged the entire time lose me really, really quickly. So what's my new approach to being less critical more often about that? Well, I'm rereading a lot of content that I do enjoy, that I have previously enjoyed. That's the great thing about books. You can read them again. Yay. I'm also focusing on writers whose work that I know I enjoy. So I'll try their new stuff and most oftentimes really enjoy it. Look, there's too much content to read, just like there's too many podcasts to listen to. So I'm going with known quantities. Known quantities let me be less critical more often because I know they're going to be a greater chance of them being something I'm going to enjoy. This tendency of criticism also makes me a rather rigid podcast consultant, not a bad podcast consultant. I think a quite a good podcast consultant, but it also has made me quite rigid in that, look, if you don't follow my processes, we're not going to have a good time and probably a good relationship. And I've I've ended relationships with clients because they refuse to follow the processes I've laid out. Now, that's not great for business, for one. And two, it's also not great for the creativity I talked about previously. Now, true, most of my clients are business clients, but still, creativity's there. So my new approach to that is, look, I can't fix everything. I can't force processes. So instead, my overriding goal now is to make sure that I don't let my clients unknowingly publish mistakes. I want to fix the boo-boos before they happen. And if they they have and they and I have a difference of opinion, I voice my opinion to them, but still let them make the call. But I won't let them obviously unpublish a mistake. Um, excuse me, I won't let them publish a mistake unknowingly. All this comes basically from learnings I've gathered from my time doing improv type work. This is what you would call what I what I'm adapting to the yes and philosophy. You know, the most common trope of improv that is out there where you take whatever's given to you as a gift and you work with it. So that's what I'm doing. Clients give me something that goes away with my processes, it goes around my processes. It's a, it's a gift for me to try out something new. That's as simple as that. That's really what I'm trying to do. Just taking the yes and mentality and work with it. Because in reality, I'm not only a harsh critic of all the things that I consume and enjoy, I'm also a harsh critic of the things that I create and the things that I can do. In fact, I'm probably my harshest critic. You, you very well may be your harshest critic as well. And that's, that's not 
helpful. I mean, for me, it's so bad that my lovely wife, Sheila D, oftentimes has had to intervene when I've been beating myself up too much, mentally, not physically, but that's, you know, pretty bad too. So she has to step in. So I, I don't do that as much anymore. My, my new approach is to try to stop doing that. I'm not great at it. I'm getting better. I'm listening to her when she steps in, having that other person, other trusted voice out there to go, um, you might be a little hard on yourself is good to listen to. So I'm trying to listen to that more. The reality is there's no one right way to do anything, even in podcasting, right? There's lots of ways you can do things. Lots of people enjoy things for different reasons, right? Podcasting is supposed to be fun. Making content, even boring businessy type stuff or just businessy type stuff that doesn't have to be boring, it's a creative process for all of us. Everybody involved in this industry at some degree has a certain level of creativity and we can't we can't forget that. And for me, that means being a lot less critical a lot more often. Help keep me honest. I'm trying. I'll report back with some success stories, <laughs> hopefully, as they continue. Two quick things before I go. One, uh, pretty pleased with Sugar On It. Please share podcast pontifications, the show, with other working podcasters. The only way this show grows is when working podcasters like yourself send notes to other working podcasters that they know. Maybe they're new. Maybe they've been doing it for a long time and telling them about the show. That's it. That's the only way this show grows. So pretty pleased with Sugar On It. Reach out to someone today and let them know about podcast pontifications. If you're digging this show and you like the content I'm bringing to, buymeacoffee.com slash evoterra exists so that you can buy me virtual coffee to show me your support. Buymeacoffee.com slash evoterra. Now, there will be no episode tomorrow. I've got a prior commitment, unfortunately. So that means I shall be back on Monday with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, 
Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, abortion.cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, plancpills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.